0: What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of NerdThug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio, um, and that's where the magic happens. That's where
1: we post stuff. Amazing. Wow. Riveting gameplay. Thanks, guys.
0: That's Nico, little brother Nico, and I'm Corey DLG, and we're hanging out here on a Friday afternoon. It's 2 p.m., which means it's time to get nerdy, because this week is dirty. It's the weekend! I mean, it's a little spicy, I guess. Shut up. See, this is why we don't do bits here. This is why. It's the
1: summertime for
0: me. I don't care. <laughs> Listen, Lana Del Rey, the rest of us still care about a Friday.
1: That's true. That's actually a valid point. I, I like said, like, if I you're, get a different job that's not an education, it's like... Yeah, you're running out of summers, aren't you? Oh, no, they're going to be gone. I'm never going to have randomly have two you months off. you just have to start quitting your job
0: every May. Yeah. Hey, I'm taking a leave of absence for the next three months. Oh, is everything okay? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I have summeritis. I have personal issues. <laughs> that Listen, that'll get you pretty far in life. Um, you're good
1: there. Yeah, no, you one th- do. no one wants to pry. No one wants to be like, oh, what What are your personal issues that I don't have answers for? <laughs> no No one says that.
0: But it's also because you do have personal issues. I mean, I'm looking at you right now, and all I'm thinking about are the number of issues you have. Yeah, I mean, I don't like to think about it. <laughs> um, all right, let's start off with a conversation that neither one of us has any business having. All right, I'm 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 all for it. Uh, um, I'm checking out. I like to go to Facebook, and I like to look at the headlines.
1: Yeah, and you like to argue with people on the Well, head.
0: yeah, I'm doing that right now, too. But that this is even better. It's I a think. bad habit for you. I, you know, I just woke up today and I was just in a bad mood. I just, honestly...
1: I'm going to fight people today.
0: Well, I'm just tired of all this all this stuff that, that old old Grego's doing. But So here's the headline that popped up on my... I don't know why this popped up, but maybe it knows me too well. What's the deal with all these string bikinis with questionable crotch situations? That's the headline from Jezebel. What? What's uh, that even supposed to mean? Kendall Jenner showed a new... I don't... I guess she owns a clothing line. I know she did makeup. I don't know what else she does.
1: It, it, it doesn't matter. They can put literally any product out that they want to, and it's going to sell a billion dollars because it has their name on it.
0: It says, uh, it's a picture of her in, at first glance on the little screen, it looks like a bikini. Like it looks like a bathing suit. Yeah. But now when you click on the link, there's a bigger picture. It's clearly lingerie. Uh, it says V-Day is coming, BTS from at Skims. So I don't know. Well, oh, this is, this is just
1: a bunch of words I don't know.
0: Yeah. So, the reason I guess they're using her is that's a pretty, uh, I'll, I'll say this. You you guys can't see the picture. It's pretty low cut. Um, It stops basically where anatomy would begin. How about that? How about that?
1: Yeah, that's all right. I, I guess, like, if you're extremely confident in yourself, sure.
0: Yeah, why not? I guess. Um, like,
1: I'm of the opinion that anyone can dress however they want. Like honestly, I don't care. Are you? I, like as long as you're not hurting anyone, no.
0: Can I tell you who changed my mind on that? Because I was with you. I was with you on the That's do fair. whatever makes you happy. I was, I was, I was 100 with you on that. Um, here's who changed my mind on that. Lizzo. Why? Lizzo changed my mind on that because she went to the Lakers game with a dress where the buttocks was cut out of the bat of the back of it. Uh huh. And. And, like, completely cut out. So, like, you could see her butt through from the back of the dress. hmm And she went to this Lakers game. So, she goes out in public like this. So, it's not like a photo shoot. It's not like a, a product she's selling from a website. It's her in public in the outfit. Uh, and a lot of people were like, hey, uh, Lizzo, uh, pants? And she got all twisted and bent about it. And she said, um... You guys wouldn't be saying anything if Beyonce wore that dress. Well, I have two problems with that. First of all, yeah, we would. Beyonce, it would make headlines if Beyonce wore that dress. When the when the girls do the Oscar night dresses and all that, mm-hmm. it makes headlines. We we they say so and so looked racy in their dotted spotted Louis Vuitton whatever, and it makes headlines. And we all see the pictures. It's out there. It is out there. It is what it is. I mean, I'll never understand high fashion. I, d- I don't understand high fashion, but we, we do all see it and we do all comment on it. So, Lizzo, first, is wrong that we would have ignored it if it was Beyonce. Secondly, if it was Beyonce, it wouldn't have gotten, nothing she does gets ignored anyway. So, it's wrong on two different fronts. Like the idea that, oh, well, if Beyonce walked through like this, you guys would all be fine with it. No, it would still make a big thing because her butt's hanging out, like in public. Like, it's, again, shoot an album cover? Hey, man. Do whatever you need to do to get that response. Okay, fine. But... I guess that's a fair point. You're walking around like you're going to go to Applebee's after this? Like, there are places that aren't going to let you walk through the door like that. Right. Also, and I don't mean this in the way it's going to sound, but I'm fine on this island by myself. I don't need anyone's help. So if you don't want to join me on it, that's okay. Um, I found out there's a whole group of people who are body positive. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, I took it to mean what it sounds like out loud. Where they're like, listen, I'm a heavy person, but I'm totally cool with it. Like, Yeah, it is- I'm
1: comfortable with who I am. Yeah, it,
0: it, but I know that this isn't the healthy weight I should be at. Right. But I'm not going to get myself down while I deal with it. Exactly. I, th- I thought that's what we were going for. And I was like, okay, y- yeah, you do you. What I found out is, no, 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 no. There are people who are like... 240 is beautiful, and I don't care if you don't like it. And they're going to stay 240, and they want to be 240, and they're at 240, and they're just thrilled to be there. And I'm just excited to be here. Right. Like, and they don't have a problem with it at all. They're like, they're not. They act like the rest of the world is fat-shaming them when the rest of the world is like, hey, 240 is not healthy. Right. Like, when everyone else goes, hey, um, you should you that number is a big number. You should lose weight. And to be clear, I'm going to be really clear, I uh, weigh more than that. I way, uh, I'm a bigger number than that. But my family points it out to me. I work on it at times, and then I get discouraged and give it up and whatever and whatever. But what I've never said to people is, no, I definitely mean to be this way, and I'm going to stay this way. Right. Like, that's not the hill I'm on. This is, this is not the hill I choose to die on. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I'd Again. like to get off this hill. We'll work on it. But the reality is there are a group of people who are like, oh, I'm on this hill, and it's a great hill to be on. Yeah. This I never... where I live.
1: I never understood that was like the hill. Like this is the hill I'm gonna die on. Like really, like this is. And it's something that you can change. And even like you don't have to. You don't have to be 120 pounds and skinny. Yeah. And no. Fit. One, no
0: one's saying be the model, but let's be really, really, really clear. There's not a licensed anything anywhere who's like, yeah, 220, 240 is healthy.
1: Yeah. You know, unless what I mean? like, unless you're six foot eight. Right. In the NFL. <laughs> right.
0: But like, no one is sitting there telling you know. Oh, all right. I'll be mean about it here for a second. No one's telling triple chin girl that that she's at a healthy weight. Yeah. And I'm not trying to pick on her. I'm not calling any names. Specifically what I am saying is there are a group of people who saw Lizzo in that dress and thought, yeah, we should all do that. Uh, and because of that, now we got to start moderating where the bikinis come in. Yeah, now that's we, true. Now we better just give it an inch above anatomy. Like We better give it two inches above anatomy because there's going to be somebody who's going to ruin it for the rest of them and when we finally say something then we're going to be the bad guys for getting on to the fat person for ruining it for everybody.
1: That's true. And we're not even skinny. <laughs> we're not
0: even skinny. And we're literally the fat guys talking nerdy. I'm not trying to be the mean person about it, but let's be honest about that. Let's have that honest conversation. I'm not trying to fat shame anybody, not going after anybody, not naming any names, not, not detailing situations. I know it's hard. I know it's a struggle. I'm a big dude. Nico's not a little guy. The reality is though, we're not confused about what's on the healthy side of what there. Yeah. We don't think society is lying to us about it whether or not it's okay to eat that cheeseburger.
1: We know it's not a good idea, but it's very delicious. But it's
0: so darn good. It's so darn tasty. This hasn't been a great week for eating healthy either. No, no. We've been really Just doing awful. it up. That's all right. That's all right. But um yeah, I saw the headline and I was like, "We are the two least qualified people to talk about that." Let's get let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah, what is this
1: tiny micro bikinis? I feel like it's been a thing forever, though. It, I, I, I think, think it, I it think probably it's, has.
0: It's been very more probably more European, but now it's coming more into America.
1: Yeah, and like of course it's gonna get pushed by one of the big Kardashian names. It's like, all yeah. right, you know what? It's fine. It like it was gonna make it over here eventually somehow. Like they've. It's not like it, this is anything new. Like people have been wearing racy bikinis for a long time.
0: Yeah, and bikinis themselves as a concept started racy.
1: Right, yeah. It's really just a question I mean, there's, of... Right, there's nude beaches. Like, this is not, like... We could go one step further, guys. Right.
0: It really, the, the, this, this, this is a... Uh, this is just a continuation of, like, the story of the bikini.
1: Right, yeah. So, Which... like, I'm not really, like, that much... Like, it's not going to be that big of a deal.
0: <laughs> Let me ask you this and we are we're totally unqualified to talk about this too but we'll just do we'll just this will be the episode of unqualified concepts
1: unqualified concepts
0: um right now israel and hamas are obviously israel and palestine are having their big thing mm-hmm. people are dying the numbers are disproportionate um do you think people who are critical of a aggressive israel or of a even do you think people are critical of Israel in times like these, specifically? Do you think that that falls under anti-Semitism? Or do you think that that's just them having a view against violence? Uh, um, I don't think it's a views on anti-Israel because you
1: can disagree with something and not be, you know, you can disagree with a white person and not be racist. Right. Yeah, like, it's not like, it doesn't have anything to do with their race. Anti-Semitism, I think, is very directly like, oh, a hatred of a race of the Jewish people, you know, like... Like I
0: think that's the harder line to draw, right? Like, yeah, because so Judaism has done a really interesting thing where it's um, it's both a religion and a race. It's very complicated. Um, They're very there intertwined. Are a group of people in Chicago and New York, the Jew Wop community, who would tell you that they are Jewish, but then there are things like Jewish Catholic, because they are families of old Jews, but they live a very orthodox Catholic life, and you're like, wait a minute. Uh, it's a lot of Italians. It's a lot of the uh, yeah. that that segment of the population up in the Northeast, mm-hmm. um, which makes it a little bit more confusing, um, because Israel would accept them with no problem. They say, "Hey, you are uh, Jewish. You may come live here." Right. Um, so, so Israel has done a weird thing of accepting
1: both practicing and non practicing Jews.
0: Right. The, what is a religion? They have now turned into a race and a religion. And a nationality. And they're all three separate. Yeah. That's a complicated tree.
1: It's complicated, but I think it has a lot to do with their history. And, like, they're very much like... They've always kept their history, too. True. Like, it's very obviously and very clear.
0: Yeah, and that's what makes it, like... And their rules of, like, Like, passing down Judaism have had nothing to do with practicing of the religion, which I think is an interesting concept. Yeah. Uh, Because they essentially say it's through the mother... And then they say the mother doesn't even have to be Jewish or even practice Judaism. But if the mother is considered Jewish and then has children, those children are considered Jewish. Right. And it's like, wow, how did they – how do we get here? But I wonder if – just looking at it historically, do you think that they made those rules coming out of – like – do you think those rules were more important coming out of World War II when the number of Jews was very low after the Holocaust and all of that where they felt like if we don't have a big enough number, it will be really easy to get rid of us?
1: Maybe I mean like the Jews have always been a people of strife, anyways. This is true. Like this is true. Again, like you always told me about like the the, the Jewish comedians that are always like, "Oh, it's oh, going great." I
0: love Jewish humor. Uh, one of my favorite things. Billy Crystal told the joke one time on TV. I think he told it to even Conan O'Brien or something like that. And like he didn't he didn't quite get it, but he's like, "It's an old it's an old Yiddish joke," and he tells it. And yeah, it, the two old Jews are sitting on the bench, and one of them asks the other one, "How's it going?" The other one says, ugh, great." But he says it in so in such a despondent way that it's that it's hilarious because it's like again, comedy is all about the unexpected. But it, right, it's yeah. clearly a Jewish joke, um, if there is such a thing. If you can, I don't have a problem categorizing humor by group. Like I think I think there's black humor and there's white humor and there's things that are funny in one group that isn't in another.
1: Yeah, I think it's just it's just a cultural thing. Some, uh, some cultures find things that are funny <laughs> The things
0: that used to drive me crazy would be when Dad would be dying laughing at something Spanish, and then he would say it doesn't translate to English. Because it doesn't. <laughs> right, and it would drive me crazy. I'd be like, well, well that's kind of a bummer. Like,
1: <laughs> Well, I can't get your comedy. I'm not cool enough. <laughs> right.
0: I don't know enough <laughs> other words to learn your comedy. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I've been watching the, you know, obviously it's been a tumultuous and crazy week, and everything. there's been a lot of stuff going on. But I... I think it's okay to criticize a large government who is using violence as a policy tool to to work for better solutions.
1: Yeah, no, I I I agree with that statement. I, I've always been a person of like there's always someone to blame and just because they've done something wrong and you're you're blaming them for it, it's like you're not it's not that you hate them, it's just that right. they've made a wrong decision. Just like everyone's like like someone can be racist, but they can make a decision and not be racist. Like or not there's...
0: do racist things, even though they are racist. Right. Like yeah. They can hate black people, but still. Yeah, they go to
1: church on Sundays and right. they help their community out. Right. It's like it's like sometimes they're not a terrible person, but they are most of the time.
0: <laughs> right. Or even if they just uh, their their neighbors black, but uh, you know they notice one day that they're not mowing the yard, so they go I'll just mow it for them. Right. Yeah. Does that mean they're not racist anymore? Probably not, but it does mean that they're doing a good thing. Right. Uh, and so yeah, I think it's complicated. I think the other thing to remember is the term proportionate response. The United States has always had that term. uh, How do we respond to things militarily when we are— We're a
1: terrible example of that.
0: (laughs) No, we're actually—I think we're a pretty good one over our long history. Recent history, worse, but over our long history. For example, when Clinton was president, there was a warship that was hit by Somali pirates— uh, So we nuked
1: the country of Somalia. It doesn't exist anymore. So we clearly invaded and
0: we bombed them for seven. No, what we did was we targeted the groups that we found to be responsible and and we went after them in other ways. Isolated money, um, but we didn't launch a missile over it because there wasn't some place that we were going to blow up that was going to make them regret doing what they did. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care. And so I think that's part of the problem with this conflict right now in Israel and Palestine is Hamas— is a terrorist organization, and they don't care. However, they're a terrorist organization to the betterment of a particular group of people, and so a lot of times when aid goes to those group of people, the Palestinians, some of it does wind up going to Hamas. And that's not on purpose, but it's an unfortunate reality that it's a very small community. They're isolated, and they're all trapped in there together, and they're all mixing in. And what is 80% good might wind up being 20% trouble, And so then when Hamas becomes the center of the stage, like times like these, everything that goes into it, uh, oh, Hamas wound up getting 15% of this donation or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, well now you were donating to terrorism. Well, no, I was donating to this Palestinian orphanage, and Hamas somehow gets a cut of that for whatever. Right, they
1: have their fingers in it, so they get some of it.
0: So, like, there's just a lot of...
1: It's it's a problem. It's a problem that a lot. Of, I mean, that's that's basically any organized crime. It is. It like, is like it's a, precisely that exact scenario happened and what, and in what like
0: nineteen twenties America. And how do we not handle that? We don't shoot thousands of rockets into the, into New York ghettos and go. Well, we got the mob. <laughs> Except the mob didn't even live there. They lived in the suburbs. They do. The Sopranos was such a good show. Um, but no, I just think that there's. I don't know what the end solution looks like, and that's not what I'm trying to get to. But I do know that if Israel wants to say that they're a big dog and they're a country of power and they're an establishment of government, the people they're attacking are their own citizens. Um, No matter how you sparse an end solution there, it ends as a two-state nation. Or even if it's not a two-state nation, the Palestinians still live there. Like They have some sort of representation in the government. So the idea that the people that you're attacking are your own citizens ultimately needs to be recognized. Like yeah, they, they still they live there. They still they're either they're either their citizens or protected by their citizens. Right. That's the reality of that situation. And so, there's
1: better should be expected. That's fair. I think I think that's a way to put that.
0: And yeah.
1: All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Let's see moving what away from th- moving away from topics that are a little less touchy. Let's see. Let's. What else do we not know anything about that we can talk about here? I don't know why these are my headlines today. Like they don't. They don't make sense at all. They're not any like they're all over the place. Um, haven't even gotten anything about new comic book shows. I'm so sad.
1: <laughs> can you talk about Jupiter's rising.
0: I honestly. I didn't like it
1: at all. <laughs> it was a weird mix of like current events but like it's
0: like half of half of it's like an origin story it was a very weird they kept they really dragged out that origin thing especially because at the end of it it didn't matter right like it it doesn't matter like so okay all right so for those who haven't watched the show if you're gonna watch the show watch the show uh it's it's popcorn-y it's 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 good fun the first episode though was the best episode so after the first episode if you're like this was only good enough to watch the rest of it's gonna let you down if after the first episode you're like, right, "I really want to see where this goes," then watch it. But let's clear this up. The end of the big finale of the of the flashback is them getting their powers, which you already knew they had the whole time. Yeah, this is nothing new. This is literally like an origin it's story. It's not even learning like the identity of them. Like you knew they had you knew who they were the whole time and you knew they were getting their powers the whole time.
1: Yeah, and you can even like tell which who like who's who. It's not like it's like we keep flashing back, and they're like, "Who is this guy? Like, right. why is he
0: relevant?" And right. No, no mystery to any of that. Yeah. No mystery to any of that. Um, and those scenes are really dramatic and act like overacted. I felt like all the ones where he's like having the head problems and seeing the visions and all that. The farmer, like that, was so over the top. Like, yeah, like it felt very like first season of Lost before they knew who the smoke monster was. Right. Then when they decided the smoke monster was just a security system, then it was like, then it was way less scary. You're like, mm. smoke
1: monster security system? Sure, thanks, guys.
0: Yeah, we we might have we might have dropped the ball on that. Um, it just was really like it didn't. By the time they get there and get the powers, you know who everyone is. You know they all have the powers. You know they've already existed for a hundred years and done their thing. Like it just became pointless. It just it didn't feel important.
1: Yeah. And, like, it was weird to keep cutting away to, like, an origin story that could have been told in, like, a single episode. Right. That's why. Shouldn't
0: they have just, okay, first episode ends exactly where it ends. Second episode, the whole flashback. Third episode, you come in and you introduce the the kid with the rod, who gets introduced way too late to be an important person in the show.
1: Right. Even though he's awesome and I actually really like his Yeah, he's probably my favorite character. Yeah. But he gets introduced way too late in the show.
0: Right, and he's probably the most interesting character. Well, being it's clear a- he's going to be very important because he's obviously influencing the daughter. It's obviously creating a weird dynamic where he's going to round up other. He's,
1: he's the son of one of the superheroes.
0: Right, and then the other superheroes who are now... Tra- Here's where it's obvious, and I've never read a single Jupiter book. It's clearly trending to where the other children of the superheroes who want to start killing villains, mm-hmm. they're going to side with this kid. Yeah. And so then it's going to be the other son... Having to beat these all these kids into submission, to like, because he's gonna be he's it's Superman. gonna be a war of the generation basically.
1: Yeah, and like one of them who totally sees it, and then like the rest of them were like, "But I don't," and people have died for it.
0: Where would you fall in all that? Uh, you killing people? Yeah, probably. Can I be honest? I don't think enough people say this, but I think personally, me, I would be a supervillain. Oh no, I don't doubt that for a second. <laughs> you don't doubt I would be one?
1: No. Okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> would you kill me? Probably not. All right. I think I think it's always been like it's always been like a range for me. But like it's like this guy's like like Dark Star, whatever his name was at the beginning of the series. Yeah. He's got like a black hole chest. He's like murdered like three people, and then yeah, and the upset fight, he, he definitely
0: kills like three heroes. And then yeah, they get mad at the kid who kills him in self-defense, saving two more heroes, his parents. Right. And probably half the state of wherever yeah. the heck they were from, more importantly everyone else because after he kills the two of them, who's next like right well then he like literally they're like oh he's going nuclear he's like he's gonna blow up half the state. <laughs> but even that like okay after he kills them right now who stops him no one no one because hes the
1: strongest people in the world he's shooting nuclear
0: beams out of his chest and just melting folks so and then he just killed the Superman of the world like now what guys yeah. So no, I definitely think that it was like a, a stupid, it was a weird like it was a silly conflict, right? It was a weird line to draw. It was totally unnecessary because like okay, listen, son, typically we're not going to handle things this way.
1: Yeah, you don't, you don't,
0: you know, you're not going to go up to
1: a bank robber and like punch straight through his skull because you're right. like you're like robbing right. banks is illegal, and then like rip off his arms. I'm
0: gonna tear him in half.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: But then I'm gonna leave with a truck full of gold bars. Exactly. Like. like
1: like no, it's like okay, yeah. Don't like yeah. We don't instantly murder thieves because we never done that when we used to.
0: Yeah, yeah we used to. Then if you go, if you go to other countries, they'll have shootouts in the streets. People are like shoot him again. I honestly. <laughs> so like, but like
1: giant, multi, like state, world-ending threat, and it's like no, we can't kill him. We gotta put him on trial. It's like how? How?
0: <laughs> yeah. I. I... Yeah, because it sort of surpasses everything else. Like, what jurisdiction are we going to put him in? Like, is there a world court that we're going to assemble to try, to try uh, Darkstar and 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 put him? Who's going to hold him? Where's he going to go? Right, because even by our justice
1: system, he just he just committed triple homicide, and we're just not going to kill him.
0: Yeah, what are we going to do about this?
1: We just sped up death row by forty percent. <laughs> right.
0: I honestly, now I don't know. Would you go around killing? Are you are you saying you'd occasionally kill?
1: Yeah, like uh, kind of like the uh, so in one of the scenes, the mother, I think it's implied that she kills one of the villains. No, she
0: leaves him alive.
1: He leaves. She leaves him alive,
0: but like she wants to though. Yeah, she has a real hard time not. Doing right. Yeah. It. When she walks out, she she's, tells that cop. She says he's in there. Everyone, everyone's worthy of the code, and flies off all upset about it.
1: Right, because she's covered in his blood, right. completely massacred this man.
0: <laughs> yeah, to killed that one. Because he killed a hero, I'd have, I'd have killed him.
1: Yeah, like, it, like it's it's all it's all levels of crime. Like, if you're just like
0: again, petty theft. So I'll give you this example in the in the Infinity Gauntlet storyline, mm-hmm. in the comic books, Thanos has assembled the Infinity Stones. He has snapped, and half of the universe is dead. The heroes are assembling to go fight him, and they know that more than likely this is a bad idea. However, um. Yeah, because he's all-powerful, basically. Right. Captain America, while he's assembling all the heroes at the Baxter building, they're going to like teleport over or something. I don't remember how they get there. He pulls aside the Hulk and the Wolverine, and he says, Listen, you guys sometimes make choices the rest of us don't want to talk about. If it comes up, this is one of those times you guys might need to make that choice again. Now, this is Captain America. All-American hero. Telling the Hulk and Wolverine, I know that occasionally you guys murder. This is one of those times where I'm not going to say anything if you murder him. Right. How do you feel about that? Yeah.
1: No, like I'm like 100% on Cap's side there.
0: Okay. All right. I am too. I think it's sort of... like
1: There's some things that are just beyond morality, right? Like,
0: Like some... Here's a guy who's so evil, he just killed half the universe with a snap and wasn't bothered by it.
1: Right. Like. Because he was trying to, he was was simping for Lady Death here. Simping for Lady Death.
0: Yeah, there's got to be cuter girls, right?
1: Yeah. She's just a skeleton. She's not even like a hot version of death. (laughs) She's just this purple skeleton. It's just a skeleton with a little purple robe.
0: It was a weird choice like... Aesthetically. In, they could have made her anything.
1: In the Deadpool game, she's, like, this, like, hot lady with, like, skull makeup on. Yeah. But then, like, it, like... She, like, flashes around and she still is just the skeleton. So, it's, like, 100% like... Yeah, she, she's just a skeleton. Yeah, she's
0: just... She's death. She's the Grim Reaper. Um... But why of all that? Why is that what Thanos... I never... That's the part I never understood about, the, like, the... the <laughs> Lady Death. Yeah, like... <laughs> She's just the most I most normal grippery forever. Well, like, I just don't understand. I never understood, like, why Thanos was in love with her, of all things. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it wasn't like he saw someone so beautiful that he was like, I will do whatever to make this woman my bride. It was like he literally was like, the one woman I can't have is death, and therefore I want her.
1: Like, yeah, that's wow, kind man. of it's a, a weird... Yeah, I mean, like... The, like, it's a weird thing. There's got to be other states. women he can't have, right? Like, Right, yeah. Doesn't he also, like, make a woman that's, like, perfect for him? Taraxia? He does he has the gauntlet. Yeah, taraxia. taraxia.
0: And she betrays him for the glove also. And then so does Nebula, his daughter. And I think it's... He doesn't have a good run, guys. No, he really doesn't. Actually, you know, really, women are his issue. Yeah. It's obvious <laughs> by now that we're sitting here talking that he doesn't understand women. Maybe he should have been in with us when we talked about bikinis.
1: Right, yeah, that would have made more sense. <laughs> that would have helped a lot. Yeah, because obviously he knows everything about women, so he keeps <laughs> getting himself screwed up. a
0: qualified person to speak on it. He would have been a big help on that. Um, yeah, I, I just think overall there are things that are just bigger than morality, things that are just too big to to say we're not going to do something about this. Right. And I think you have to. Um All right, Nico, go ahead and tell us us about our friends The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More. The Adventure Begins, (laughs) Comics, Games, and More is open and at full
1: operating hours. This is so weird to do after, like, this (laughs) topic.
0: No, because we ended on a comic
1: book. This is perfect. Yeah, this is true. Uh, The Adventure games Comics, and More is open and at full operating hours. You're going to need a mask if you want to come inside, but they do have curbside and delivery options available if you want to be a bit safer. Uh, They have some events rolling back up today at 6 p.m., May 21st, Uh, Star Wars X-Wing casual meetup Uh, also at 6 p.m. is the Team Yankee and Flames of War meetup Saturday, May 22nd at 2 p.m. is the Pokemon meetup and uh, May 22nd at 6 p.m. is Hammer Time Warhammer tabletop meetups are back and they've been back for a long time. So head on down and have some good war gaming fun right there. The adventure begins comics games and more. They have all your nerd needs, your comic books, your... Vi- uh, I was going to say video games. I don't have video games there. Uh, comic books, nerd stuff, uh, board games, card games. All your nerd needs right there. The Adventure Begins off of 1488.
0: Yeah. All right, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun, nerd-assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of NerdThug Radio, just reminding you that if you're interested, if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, The Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from d and Adventurers League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at The Adventure Begins Comics Games and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. This is Rudy Tomjanovich and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Um, That's it. We're done. We're going home. All right, thanks, guys. 15 minutes early, because it's Friday. It's the weekend. To quote Rebecca Black, it's Friday, Friday. Got to get down on Friday. We do get down on Friday. Saturday, Saturday, yeah. Oh, wait, that's not the song. Uh, uh, no, it's the same song. Is it? Yeah. yeah. So she sings about Saturday and Friday?
1: She sings about, yeah, like, she sings about Saturday and, like, then Sunday for, like, two lines and then, like, goes back to Friday.
0: Goes back to Friday?
1: Yeah. What we'd all like to do. <laughs> Just go Sunday to Friday? Yeah.
0: Um, I think the other problem with that is a year would be, like, a, a very short affair at that point. The
1: weeks remain the same in a yeah. year. <laughs> we have, like, 20 years.
0: Remember the, uh, what was the Adam Sandler movie where, like, Fast Forward or Click or whatever it was yeah, called? Yeah, click. click. It was Click. Where he could, he could... The remote control like manipulated time. Then it it started predetermining what he would want it to do, and started skipping the things he because he skipped like the first three arguments with his wife. It just skipped every argument he had with his wife. Yeah. Um. And so like it started just next he would just he was jumping like years ahead every time now. Um. It was kind of a jerk remote control. Now that you're thinking about it, right? Yeah. Well, just determined that you weren't you weren't happy this year, so I just skipped the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I could tell you weren't going to like it, so we just moved on. Thanks, thanks, I think. Um, I do. You know what I do want to talk about? I want to talk about uh the PlayStation Five and how nobody owns one. Um, that's not true. People own them. How nobody can buy one. Yeah, it's difficult to get your hands on if you don't already have one. So there's a guy who's a, he's a tech journalist. And he's essentially made his job in, since 2020 to, like, full-time just report on uh, expected uh, restocks of the PlayStation. Now, the PlayStation debuted technically November of 2020. Right. Um, I sort of figured it would be impossible to get through the Christmas holiday. I figured that was going to be... Yeah, it was the same thing with
1: the PlayStation Four. Like it was just difficult to get your hands on because they were they were selling like hotcakes.
0: It wanted being I think February, March is for Playstation Fours to kind of Yeah, like settle down. Bring back to the market and and start actually sitting on store shelves. Right. Um that is not the case for the PlayStation Five, and it looks like it will not be the case for the Playstation five anytime soon. We are now middle May. That's true? It, middle May. Yeah, it's been it's been six months. It's been out half a year. So we're right here in the middle of May, and they just did another restock at all the major websites over the last sixty-ish hours. Uh, Sam's Club, GameStop, uh, Best Buy, Walmart, all had a restock on their websites, mm-hmm. and like I think. I think the guy said that like 300 people got PlayStations. Yeah, sick. Good job, guys. <laughs> like at this rate, now I will say this: PlayStation Five is the fastest and highest selling console release uh, in the history of Sony. So none of their consoles has sold this many units this quickly. Yeah, and like... um, I. However, it's not helping. Remember how hot the PS2 was as well? Like, or, that was crazy. But it's not helping the situation because people aren't... They don't get their hands on it. Well, people aren't buying. So they typically... There's a, it's a kind of a convoluted metric that they have used to determine the, the performance life of a console. And it's how many games are people buying when they buy a console. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's actually probably a better metric than who bought the console. Well, that's sort of what they're trying to... The people who get into analytics, that's what they're saying, is this may be the true
1: data
0: marker to determine if a console is playable or not. Because if I buy one, stick it on my shelf, and never touch it, like, yeah, I bought it, but, like, I never played it. Right. But if you buy it and you buy... I think the average is one and a half games, okay? So when a new console comes out, typically... If it's a long-lasting console, the number is one and a half games.
1: That's kind of sad.
0: So if you buy the console and you buy two games, that's that's saying you're likely to be playing both games and then other games will come out and other things will happen and you'll keep buying more games because you're a gamer. You're into this console. Right. If you buy this console and buy less than two games, so you buy one game or you buy no games when you buy the console, you are basically saying, "I bought a console, right, and it doesn't express enthusiasm into the brand, essentially, yeah, so that, yeah, that sounds like a perfect metric, so you you like this metric, I think so, okay, um the PlayStation Five is teetering just above the one and a half metric. they're like at one point six, and the number's like a one four eight or something mm-hmm. um and the The conversation internally in the community is that if it drops below the one four eight, now given what's going on, b- does that mean this console is going to have a short life? No, I don't think so. So you, now you don't like the metric? Well, not. I don't think it's going to have a short life.
1: I think that that. I think. It, I think it, you just like all statistics. It's all situational. Like, it's a good statistic because it's, like, yes, it shows, like, confidence in, like, a, a brand or something like that. But, like, also you have to, like, it, pull out outside data because no no statistic is, you know, 100% by itself.
0: Well, and also, I, I think probably the bigger reason the statistic means less this time is because of the fact that, um really, there's no protection against scalpers. Yeah, there's Everything no- being for sale online like this, those little bots have just been just— yeah, they're like, oh, the this, American economy over. Oh, this, the
1: this this came out. All right, just wipe it off the market.
0: And that's sort of the problem, I think, is these bots are really making it impossible for everyone to get. If there were no bots, there'd be PlayStation on the shelf right now. I think.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, probably.
0: I think this secondary market that's being created, this gray market of reselling brand new PlayStation fives. Is destroying the ability to be able to buy. cheaply buy PlayStation Fives. Yeah, or like even reasonably priced PlayStation Fives. Well I mean they are expensive, but they're not that bad though, honestly. The data only one, the one that doesn't play discs, is three ninety nine. Oh, that's not for too a for a brand new console, that's a good price. That's the same price
1: as the PlayStation when, Playstation Four when it came out. So. And then
0: so for the disc playing version it's four ninety nine. Yeah. Which isn't bad for a brand new console either
1: no and it's it's only it's only a hundred bucks more and it does a lot more than the p s four did at launch uh it'll do your laundry yeah it will. have you have you have you have you used those controllers by the way no they're crazy are like, they the triggers like adapt to
0: like the games. You, i I am surprised the technology the adaptive technology of controllers hasn't really reached video games yet so I'm excited about that yeah like like uh so like there, there's like how like, you push a button, it starts to say, okay,
1: he means, all yeah. The way. So yeah. and like it'll it'll have like resistance and stuff, and like it'll like kick back when things are happening. Like to pull the trigger on the gun of Resident Evil, like you have to like push it all the way through, like some resistance, like you're pulling the trigger of the gun. Oh man, <laughs> like it's crazy. Like I wonder what that's gonna do to the life of those controllers. I don't know. They're like not even that much more expensive. They're like sixty or seventy dollars. Which yeah, is... but if
0: they're if they're going out more frequently because of this, uh, maybe I don't you know, know what I mean. Like if they're I'm also more excited to spend more. <laughs> no, but they're really cool. It is a cool feature. That is a cool feature. Um, and I already have some games that technically will play on both. The yeah. FIFA will play on both. Uh, the Avengers game is designed for both. Um, I wanted to get Spider-Man and I wanted to get Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but I wanted to play both on a five, so I'm still waiting. Um, they, I had, I hadn't even been trying to get a five. Yeah, Um, I haven't, I
1: haven't even honestly looked at it right now. My PlayStation is a glorified fire stick. I know you, you
0: depressed me. (laughs) Um, well, my brother-in-law though has been trying to get one since Christmas. His wife's been helping him, my sister, and just nothing, it's just impossible to do. So I haven't even tried because I said, well, there's one game that's coming out. And when that game comes out, that will, my interest will finally be at a point where, like, I, I feel like I want to get one. Mm-hmm. And that game just came out, and it's the Mass Effect re release oh, remaster. Yeah, the trilogy. So all the trilogy is now in one place, completely remastered for a PlayStation Five. I now want a PlayStation Five. Huh. My my
1: my dream game probably won't come out for another like year and a half. <laughs> what is that? Still waiting on Elden Ring the guys from uh, the guys who made dark souls of course george r r martin on story
0: it's going to be late <laughs> it's going to be the longest story that doesn't go anywhere ever i love it love it until arya stark shows up in the fourth book
1: yeah and then kills and then kills the king how the great
0: ten. would it be if it was just game of thrones book 5 <laughs> <laughs> like that's just what just more. Yeah, that's the whole game. The whole game is just game of thrones book 5. That's funny. That'd be the- good. Like, it's even, like, naming the characters, like, yo, it's Stark, and there's the Hound, and you're like, wait a minute. What's wait, going on? <laughs> wait a minute. This doesn't feel right. um All right, before we get too much further into anything, let me go ahead and tell you guys about Comic Conroe. I know everyone's starting to get excited. Um, it's going to be July 23rd to the 25th. Tickets are $35. Kids 8 and under are free with the purchase of an adult ticket. Look at that. Um, they got Kevin Sorbo as the big main guest. Uh, and then beyond that, they have started to really bring in some people. They got both Scorpion and Sub-Zero from the, from the other iteration of Mortal Kombat. I'm kind They've of more excited about that, I'll be honest. <laughs> I know I am, <laughs> too. I'm pretty excited. Uh, Chad Harden, David Angelo Roman, both published uh, comic book artists. Both exciting people. um. Uh, Chris Casamasa is the guy who played Scorpion. That's a good name. And then Keith Cook was the guy who played Sub-Zero. There you go. Um, Southern Star Brewery has been a big piece of this. They've been helping out getting this ready. Um, I think there were some tie-ups and some screw-ups. Originally, I think they wanted to brew a beer specifically for this convention that could be given away at the convention or sold at the convention. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some rules and regulations that that's not allowed. I think there might even be, I think the convention might even have an anti-alcohol rule. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Um, so I think what they've decided on, and I'm, I've got to get with the guys, Scott and Chris of Comic Conroe, again about this, but what I was told at the end of our last conversation was that Southern Star Brewery brewery was going to be giving tokens away for people to come to the brew house and try a Comic Conro, I think it's an IPA. Ooh, Specifically fancy. for the convention. Yeah, getting your own, like,
1: beer is kind of cool. That's a cool thing. That's a cool signature thing. Yeah. Uh,
0: Comic Conro, they're trying to make it a big deal. It's going to be right here at the Lone Star Convention Center. Uh, $20. July 23rd to the 25th. Yeah. and $35. My, my birthday's coming up after that. <laughs> you know, you're not getting anything for your birthday. We talked about this. <laughs> no presents. Sad. Well, I was going to get you that PlayStation 5, but it's been really tough. Can't even find one. Uh, so stay tuned with us here as we get closer and closer to it. We'll keep we'll keep you guys up to date. We're gonna get the guys on at some point to talk about, to actually talk about the convention, and uh, who knows, There might even be like surprise announcements and stuff down the road. Like this thing is big. They're trying to take it very seriously. They want to develop. Look, Comic Palooza is great, but it's in Houston. It's time Conroe has its own thing. There you go. And so it's gonna be July 23rd to the 25th. That's the very first one. Um. I'll tell you this. I don't know if I'm even allowed to say this, but I'm going to say it because he told me this. And he didn't say don't say it. But they've committed already to year two for this. That's a good sign because if, if, someone, if someone's willing to show back up,
1: if someone's like, hey, I'm going to have a convention. Are you going to be here next year? Uh, no. It's like,
0: oh, it's kind of weird. But for year two to happen and be great means year one needs to be great. They need to know that guys want to come in and, and get into this and get involved. So... Come on out there! I think I think the tables are already all sold out. Last I heard. Oh wow! Um, so it's exciting. Uh, get ready, July twenty third to twenty fifth. Monsieur Abbott, everyone's best friend, has lifted mass mandates and all kinds of other things. Um, and it's not till July, so still, still a little ways away. We got like, but so you've got time to go yeah. get vaccinated. Yeah, two months, so you can go to this event and enjoy it. Exactly, that's right. Go to Comic Con uh, on Facebook, it's Comic Conroe and start checking out information there. They've also got a website where you can buy the tickets from. The link is on Comic Conroe. Um, make sure you go and have a good time. Hang out with us. We're going to be there all three days. We're going to talk to some people. We might even host some panels. We're still trying to get everything ironed out. Uh, but it's Comic Conro on Facebook.com. Yeah. Yeah. Who's excited about that? I am. Uh, um, all right. So, I've been reading a lot of different comic books, and I think one of my indie ones is about to just have to go away. Okay. Oh no, Seven secrets this is, the, this is the this is the big one, right? with like the ninjas and like the ninjas and the like, okay, everything about this comic book has been big idea, cool. Yeah. The problem is just execution. <laughs> And I don't even like saying that because it's written by Tom Taylor, who had a great run on Batman, just a fantastic run on Batman. Was was nailing the Batman run, and the art is fantastic. Um, I think it's I think it's worth mentioning that every page is beautiful. It is a great comic book, but it's the storytelling method that I'm not enjoying is from the protagonist's point of view. He's telling you a story that happened before. So it, l- it allows for, like, some really ominous things. The The first time I saw my father, I didn't even know. or You know what I'm saying? Like, all these, like, big kind of dramatic sentences that it can leave dangling. Yeah. Because he's telling you a story where he knows everything and you are learning it as he tells you. But it also, it's just hasn't gone fast enough. Mm. We're on issue seven, and they've now kind of set up the world, which I guess okay. Arc one set the world up, I guess, but we're still learning big secrets, even in issue seven. Right, and, and I think that that's kind of Maybe there's seven secrets, Corey. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Like when I say it out loud, it doesn't. I'm not as happy reading it as I am trying to ex- like even trying to explain it. It sounds like I'm I'm being critical of it. I'm I'm, I'm really not. I just I'm not enjoying the pace and the flow of the book as much. Right. And I don't know. I think it's, um, I, I, a lot of people were excited. A lot of people were like, this book is, like this is one of the best books to come out of And it's just, it hasn't really. Yeah, everyone was, everyone was real excited about it. They're like, yeah, this book's killer. <laughs> and it, it, it's well executed. It is a very well made comic book. It is a very pretty comic book. It's just not well,
1: keeping me. Entertained?
0: Yeah. And I don't know.
1: I don't know. You telling me you need more
0: than pretty pictures to keep yourself entertained? Not much more. I'm a pretty superficial guy. Most people will tell you I am incredibly superficial. That's fair. Um <laughs> I guess that's a good stopping point. Um Is that are we done here? Time, you think? Yeah. You calling it? Yeah. Time of death? No. Okay. Friday afternoon, three PM? Six PM. Six PM? Oh no. Uh get out of the office. Uh all right, guys. Thank you for listening. On behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself, The Adventure Begins in Comic Con Uh Same Nerd Thug time. Same Nerd Thug channel. I feel like I really ummed it up today. Uh, I feel like I really nailed my ums today. I'm going to yeah. give my ums an A+. I'm going to give you a C-. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I only make the world turns fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, you're pushing all the buttons. It's cool. Um, <laughs> another one. I'm I'm on a roll today, and I'm never this bad about them. I feel like am I am I gonna go back and list the last five episodes and be like, I am all over the place with these. Um, yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. The answer is yes. It's a bad habit I never had before. I guess I, I guess I've started somewhere. I guess I got to break it now. I do want to thank everybody for listening. Make sure you're washing your hands, getting your shots, getting all this taken care of. Apparently, it's on us now. Everyone else is giving up being responsible. Growing ups it's on us now. So let's all get shots and let's all do the real thing and the real deal. Let's get out of here healthy. Let's get to Comic Con on July 23rd, 25th, all of us 100% COVID free so that we can all be grown ups and have a good time and all of us leave and go home happy, healthy, and alive. And on behalf of um, just Nerd Thug Radio in general, we would like for you guys to make it through the end of 2021. Yeah, this year hasn't been
1: much better than 2020. But it's getting there. If we all can get it done. So let's so, get it done. So really, we're, we're shooting for 2022 to be pretty much of a banger. <laughs> basically, 2025 is
0: looking pretty sharp red around now. <laughs> um, that's Man, tw- 2045 looks pretty good. <laughs> and you know, basically, 3032 is the year that we are set to really break out. Um, <laughs> that's not, that's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. But everyone take care of each other. Stay safe, stay clean. Fight the power. Let's get things taken care of here. Uh, Black Lives Matter. We out. See you Monday, 2 p.m. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun, nerd-assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of NerdThug Radio, just reminding you That if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, the Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D and D adventurers' league to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events, all those things occur at the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information.
1: Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.